0: At 39, yeah. you're not in peak physical. Um, no, no. That, right? Yeah. Right. People yeah. start to decline in yeah. their, th- into their yeah. 30s, right? But you've still gotten stronger every single year. So I think that's just think, out of spite. Th- <laughs> it could be <laughs> out of spite. But in terms of safety, I agree. I think that um, big, what big weight cuts are, uh, are not good. They're not beneficial, um, really. No. And if you're able to do a two-hour weigh-in. It, you know, people. you'd be seeing people compete in a more realistic weight class. Oh,
1: definitely. I love the, the, the buffet breakfast at the Hilton. Oh, was it good? I woke up just for that every day. Buffet it breakfast. It amazing.
0: A, a potentially one of my favourite things about holidays. Yes. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, we're someplace new and exciting, but like buffet breakfast. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Alright, so good buffet breakfast. Good buffet breakfast. Do you pace yourself a pace bit yourself. more? Um You know, have a little bit longer rest, so you might not deplete your gas tank, but but losing momentum and rhythm can actually really negatively affect you as well. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strength Institute podcast. I have Megan Clark with me here today, Uh, a long-term member of the Strength Institute and multiple appearing uh, strength athletes. Let me give a little bit of a rundown on Megan's accolades here. She is a three-time WA Strongest Woman under 82 I'm not going to do all the things, all right? She is a one-time Open WA Strongest Woman. She is a two-time Australia Strongest Woman, once with the Federation ASA, Australian Strongman Alliance, once with Australia's Strongest. Uh, She is a world record holder in the silver dollar deadlift and now a top 10 finalist, a seventh place in the world, World Strongest Woman competition, Megan Clark, Welcome, thank you uh, for joining us. Wow.
1: And that's all been in what four years? I've been here for four years now. Yeah,
0: even a little less because it's four years in January. Three and a bit. Yeah, three and a bit. Three and a bit. But
1: yeah, that's a a lot to achieve. And really, when I came here, I was just a, I just did a bit of running and cycling mm, for fun, and I did a bit of basketball and. See what you can yeah, achieve. Yeah.
0: After basketball, went into triathlons, yeah. and then and then finally got a good coach. Finally got and it makes a man. difference.
1: Yeah,
0: which is great. No, finally got a good coach. Ah, you can't yes. admit it. Well, we do alright here. We're doing alright. The <laughs> team, the team is doing well. Yes. Um, basically, I just wanted to do a little bit of a rundown mm-hmm. and recap of the OSG, the Official Strongman Games, which is the world's strongest man and woman competition for. All of the non-professionals. So you have the very top professional guys that do like the World's Strongest Man. Mm-hmm. Your Brian Shaw's, your back when Eddie Hall was competing. Mm-hmm. Those sort of characters, and then for everybody else, has the OSG, the Official Strongman Games. Mm-hmm. So it hits four different weight classes for the men and for the women.
1: Yes. And then they also
0: have a whole masters division as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: they had masters in there this year. That was um, really cool, actually. Yeah. It was uh, really nice to see maybe my future. Yeah. Because I'm 40 next year.
0: So, technically, are you allowed to do Masters next <laughs> technically year?
1: Technically, I'm allowed. I don't think I'll do Masters next year. But, you know, in five, six years' time, my body probably won't be the same. But I still love the sport. Yeah. I still want to do it. But in the men's Masters, they had some really big names. Yeah. What? Well, huge names. Yeah.
0: Mark Felix from the UK, who still... I mean, he had, like, the strongest grip in the world back in yeah. when he was competing in the Opens. Yeah. And he's still a grip monster as well. And he yeah,
1: did amazing. And you had... Uh, Big Z? Oh, was um, uh, Zadrunas Avicus competing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. And he and he had Nick Best, yep. who used that opportunity to retire. Um, and it was just, I was behind there backstage, and there were so many people that I've only stalked on Instagram. Right. And it was like I was competing with them now. It's really, it was pretty cool. All right. I so- didn't know a lot of them though. Like I only knew the f- like Nadi Stowers and, that, and Donna Moore. Yeah. They were like in the heats with me. They were right next to me. It was it
0: was pretty insane. Being but... yeah, a little star struck, did it take away from your competitive edge? Do you think, or did oh, you still go no. in there? Um, no, no worries at all.
1: No, nah, I don't, because I don't really take myself too seriously. Yeah. So, um, I don't think I was too star star strike. But can I tell you a funny story about, um, uh, Mark Felix? Please. <laughs>
0: Please.
1: Um, a couple of years ago when I was, I was 38 or something, I was old. And um, I was, I'm going to about continuing man because I thought maybe I was too old. So I told my friend Dan Geary from South Strength. Yeah. And he said-
0: he's going to be on the podcast next week. Yes, yes. yes.
1: And he said, go and check out this guy yeah. named Mark Felix because um, he's pretty old and he's so strong. So I went and checked him out and at the time I was like 54. And I was a bit upset with Dan because I'm like, mate, I'm 38. Fifty four is a long way away. He was just showing you where the benchmark be. <laughs> but when I was at the hotel, um, I kept seeing this guy, and probably not until the second day did I realise who it was, and I saw Felix on the back. So I went over to have a chat with him, and I told him the story, and I said, "My mate told me about you, and and you know, you, you're kind of inspiring me to to keep going, even though we're old." And um, so I said, I- "I'd love to have a photo with you." So he was sitting next; he was standing next to his friend. And I've gone over to his friend and I've said, Can you take a photo of us? But as he leant in, it felt like he didn't say anything. So I'm not going to assume it, this was the case, but we it, it. Felt, we can, we can it felt like he thought I wanted to get a photo with him. And I just had that yucky feeling. So I got my picture with um,
0: Mark. With Mark yeah.
1: And then when I got my phone back, I walked away. And I thought, ooh, he better not be some famous guy that I've just really offended and I've turned back and I've looked on the back of his shirt and it's Nick Best.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great strong man competitor. Yeah, I don't athletes. know who yeah. that
1: is. Yeah. But when I tell people this story, they're like, Nick Best? What?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, recently seen on the Shore Strength yeah. Uh, yeah, YouTube page. Yeah. That was
1: me all weekend. That was not strong. a clue. Yeah. Didn't matter. Well uh, <laughs> had a great
0: time. That's good. It ended up being quite an interesting little
1: uh, it was an adventure.
0: It was quite an interesting little adventure for both of us, actually. So, I mean, the plan was originally that my wife and I were going to travel across to the U.S. to visit mm. my folks for five days, then fly across to Florida for five days for your comp. Get there the day before weigh-ins, stay weigh-ins. Three days of comps, fly out. Mm. Then spend about ten days, you know, use it as a second honeymoon, a bit of Vegas, a bit of L.A., maybe go to Disneyland. Oh, oh, have a great time. Um, two days before we were scheduled to leave, yeah. uh, my partner was not clear to fly, not allowed mm-hmm. to fly, potential health issue, whatever. So she's fine, everyone, she's fine. She's but, fine. Um, she wasn't allowed to go. So, like, all right, I'll still go. Um, we yep. decided, but I will uh, shorten the trip. I'll spend five days with mum and dad in San Fran. We'll go five days into Conf with uh, mm-hmm. Megan, then we'll come. Then come back. your parents live
1: there half the year. Yeah, they spend yeah. about
0: half the year in, in San Fran. So yeah.
1: you're, uh, you've got American citizenship, don't
0: you? I am a dual citizen, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, don't hold that against me oh, well, I think it's probably a good thing, you know? <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, so, so yeah, so, I get to the U.S., oh. I'm spending I was four days in at this point, and this hurricane oh. front was moving through, um, you know, expect the hurricane to hit Florida, like, right when I meant to be landing. Yeah. And you were Not just in anywhere the, in
1: Florida, Daytona yeah, Beach. Daytona Beach,
0: right where we Perfect were. And, um, and basically, you were getting in the day before me, Yeah. and so... I get this notification, your flight's been cancelled, and I'm like, oh, geez. so I messaged you straight away, Has your mm-hmm. flight been cancelled, you're like, no, I'm still good, I, I leave tonight, I yeah. land in the morning, like, all right, because mine wasn't until the previous, the, the, the following yeah, days, next, um, day, yeah. next evening, so I reschedule, I think, all right, Daytona Beach is a small airport, I'm going to re-go yeah. um, through Orlando, which is an international airport, yeah. where you were getting to, yeah, right, yeah. so I'm like, all right, so they must still be open, so I, I rebook my flights, and I'm trying to then book a shuttle bus up from Daytona Beach, mm. so up from Orlando to Daytona Beach. And the website's not working properly. I'm going, so what's, like, what's going on here? I call up, I wait for like 45 minutes. Mm. I find people I'm like, hey, I can't book the shuttle bus. It says it leaves every half an hour. Um, what's the deal? They said, we're actually canceling all of our things tomorrow because um, the airport's getting shut down at, at 10 a.m. or at 8 a.m. or something. Um, all flights after that are canceled. I'm yeah. like, I just booked my flights in, I'm all good. Like, They're like, you'll be the last person to know that your flights are going to be canceled. Oh. So, uh, sure enough, an hour later, I get the email, your flights have been cancelled um, to Orlando. So now I'm thinking, right, okay, so what are my options? My, my only other options at the moment uh, to wait until the storm blows over, but i am miss the comp, right? So that's yeah, not good. Yeah. So I then looked, one of my next best options was to fly to... Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Rent a car and drive about eight or nine hours to Daytona
1: Beach. I know you write that all in a message. I know. Like, I could do this. I could do that. And i was <laughs> like, oh And no, so I was about to, tips. I
0: was about to book that, and my wife gave me a call, and I ended up having to come back to yeah. Australia yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's probably for the best. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. I didn't. Um, at the time, I didn't know if the conference was going to get cancelled. I didn't know if I got there. If I was going to be stuck there. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get there in the first place. Mm. So I made the decision to, to come home. No, um
1: you would have got stuck there. Hmm. So because that day Daytona Beach is like. Um, there are three bridges that go over to that island. Yeah. And um, we got there, we arrived there near hours before the bridges shut down. Yeah. So they shut the bridges down. The roads, there was uh, a curfew as well. Yeah. It was, we went out. We were supposed to stay in the hotel for two days. Um, but we went out and had a squeeze. And it just, you expected some zombies to come out. It looked like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, right. Like, there right. was just... It was a built-up area. It's just there's no cars, no people, nothing. Everything's boarded up, ready to go. The big hotels
0: just... were allowed to stay open, but as far as I'm aware, like the low-level houses, mm. like caravan areas, yeah. all that had to evacuate.
1: All the businesses shut. Um, yeah. Even the grocery stores were shut too. Wow. Um, but afterwards, some of the athletes' hotels, they weren't allowed to go back to their hotel because there was too much structural damage. Yeah. Yeah. So some of their pools had gone into the water, and it was just
0: yeah. insane. Well, originally, um, I was booked to stay in a hotel just down the road, yeah. a couple hundred meters away from the one you were yeah. in, it, the main one, and uh, and a week before we flew out, they said, we've cancelled your reservation. I said, why? Because they actually had a lot of structural damage from the oh. first hurricane about a month earlier. Yeah. They had to close for three months, they found all this extra damage. So, I booked, rebooked to yeah. your hotel, yeah. um, and of course, I didn't get like the refundable booking because I was on my way. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Um, it was definitely disappointing. Uh, it was bittersweet because it's awesome. You got to go compete, had this, you know, really yeah. cool sort of event. Wish I could have been there, but I didn't get to get um, there in the day, which is uh, you know, unfortunate. Life happens. It is. There's it a,
1: another one next year. If I don't know if I want to go next year.
0: Well, I'm gonna start saving my pennies now. We'll so we'll see how we go. It's do. a
1: really long trip it's to a long get trip. there.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't travel well. i us just leave it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyhow,
0: so yep. they did end up changing the comp structure a little bit. It was originally going to be over three days. So weigh-in was going to be on Thursday, 24 hours. And yep. then Friday was going to be two events. It was going to be the Viking Press and the Farmer Walk, Farmer mm-hmm. um, Carry. The second day was going to be uh, the actual deadlift, like a big yep. Hummer Tire, Axe Deadlift, and Sandbag to Shoulder event. Yep. And then there was about 23 competitors in your weight class, I think. Oh, I
1: thought it was about 27. 27, so 27. It was like four or five heats. Yeah, four or five
0: yeah. heats, that's called 25 plus competitors. Yeah. If after those four events, you're in the top 10, you mm. then make it to the final day on the Sunday. Yes. And that was a car walk, a circus dumbbell medley, and uh, the Atlas and Stones. And the Atlas Stones, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so
1: if, I've never done a three-day event before, so that, I was, I was unsure about that because I'm notorious in the past for not getting enough sleep in between the two mm-hmm.
0: days, you know mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, Yeah, I just can't get calm and settled. And yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: it made sense because they had so many different weight classes and heats and everything going yeah. through. Um, two events per day doesn't sound like a lot uh, for the athlete, but for the organizers, it would have been a hell of a lot easier because they ended up having like what t- over twelve-hour days because the live feed shut off at twelve hours. So they were literally working overtime to get everyone in, and they had to change some of the events around a little bit. I think they had yeah they, and they, stuff. they
1: changed it. They made it shorter. They with some the sandbags, they took the lightest, lightest sandbag lightest out. Lightest out yeah. The lightest plane out or and they shortened the um, farmers as well yeah yeah. So, try to speed
0: through it a little bit more
1: yeah but instead we had to do two laps at the heaviest one i would not trained for more than one lap for the heaviest one yeah and so that one really killed me, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, I think let's let's go through um, all the uh, events a little bit now. Um, I'm going to at some point steal all this video footage, a video footage that your sister took. Um, who was your then now handler slash coach on the on the weekend? Sister coach. <laughs> sister coach. Sister
1: coach. My sister Lauren Clark had never actually ever gone to a strongman comp live ever before, and uh, she's just in the back there, you know, surrounded by probably the strongest people in the world, and she she. She didn't give a fuck. She had no idea. It was hilarious nice. at the same time. Yeah. But I couldn't count on her for anything, though, because the first event, she's like,
0: are is you allowed to... Press, the Viking press? press. Are yeah.
1: you allowed to... Do you have to do that with your legs straight or are you allowed to bend your knees? And that's when I just almost had a little meltdown. I was like, oh, my God, this person is handling me this weekend. <laughs> and she asked me if I was allowed to bend my knees in the Viking press. Well, you
0: know.
1: <sighs> <laughs> <Or better> it <option laughs> would be if
0: she asked you if you can do double bend, And then oh. if you've been a whole new oh God. Um, Yeah, so let's go through some of the events. Right? So there's 25 plus competitors in your weight class. Yeah. Um, you know a handful of the names. You know that Nadia Stowers is a multiple-time Under-82 oh. champ. She's in, yep. got multiple open world records. Yes. You know Donna Moore is a three-time open world champion that's come down a weight class. So you're in like top, top-tier company mm. right here. Okay. All right, Thank you. which is great. Um, representing the same. <laughs> not only Australia but the Strength Institute, alright? Which Definitely. is great. Um, Viking Press. You happen to love a good shoulder exercise?
1: I do, I do love it. And because of the Viking press, how it was set up, I guess it's really different to that standard submit one. And it's really tricky to know how heavy it really is. So on the standard submit one, I didn't really make comp weight before in training leading up to it. So I really wasn't expecting too or what much.
0: We, or what we thought. was would What been. we thought was
1: complete because mean yeah. you can never tell. So I was pretty happy to get one or two, but I went out there. I started really strong. I got eight. Eight reps. And eight, and then I because we had to do it in a minute, so I, I was getting a bit tired. So I paused for a bit and I had had a bit of rest. I shouldn't have stopped because after that I just couldn't. I couldn't do any more.
0: So it's it's a it's a fine line to walk, and for people that haven't competed in strongman yeah. or um, done a lot of work in the gym, it's this fine line between. Um, going non-stop mm. and risking completely gassing out the muscles in the gas tank and just losing all of your energy to be able to finish the reps or do you pace yourself pace a bit yourself. more um, You know, have a little bit longer rest so you might not deplete your gas tank but but losing momentum and rhythm can actually really negatively affect you as well oh, yeah. so it's like do I change my rhythm to try to save some gas tank yeah. or do I blitz it all the way through and yeah. risk just gassing out but not by keeping my rhythm. So anyway, you know, you thought maybe you could speak out an extra rep, but I mean, maybe. eight reps still phenomenal effort.
1: I was, yeah, well, when I got under there, I started doing the first two, they were like, oh my God, I can do them. I wasn't expecting to be able to do them. Yeah. So I just did them as much as I could, as many I could before I couldn't anymore. Yeah. So I was happy with eight to be honest. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um,
0: and then the second event is the Pharma carry. Ah. okay? And so do you remember the weights and distances?
1: Yeah, originally it was um, 100 per hand up, drop, turn around, 100 per and, hand back. And, and distance? Of 15.25 yep. metres. Yeah, so fifteen metres, yeah. And then so you've gone 15 up, 15 back, and then you have to jump out of it and get into a different frame, uh, 113 per hand back. But because there was short on time, they the the lift, so it was just up and back at the heaviest one. Yeah. So it was up and back at 113 a hand. And we
0: literally, on our last heaviest week, yeah. was the first time that you managed to get the full 15, yep. just 15, with the heavier, with the yeah. 113s. And this is no straps, guys, it's just raw dog it. As Ash <laughs> right. just grab a Yeah, um, it was hectic. Yeah, um, no and cool. so yeah, so you had to go double that distance and you did make it you made the full distance within the time there's a few drops which you're allowed so you are allowed, it, it depends yeah. on, the, on the competition but usually if you if your grip fails and you drop it yeah. as long as you're not trying to slide it or drag it along the floor yeah. you have the whole time limit to pick it up and yep. finish and I, it's had a 60 it, I actually time
1: dropped time limit. it about it was about 1 meter away from the finish line and I, and I heard the 5 seconds to go so I just picked it up and threw it over yeah because I wanted to get it in that time I had yeah. 60 seconds and you got it. And I got it.
0: Which is awesome. So right now we're already two for two, two PBs as well. It's the heaviest you've done for the most distance and more reps than what you were even thinking you were going to get or on more, the yeah. press, which is yeah.
1: great. You but had, at that stage, yeah. I had winded myself. I I thought I had winded myself really badly, and I was really not in a good way at yeah.
0: that point. You had sent like, like, a message saying, you know, I winded myself. I was like, all right. I mean, but you've got a good break now between that and the actual I'm like hopefully she'll recover she's pretty fit she's got this background in in endurance sports so like the gas tank is there and the megan's gas tank is probably better than than most just from that background i would say right um so i was like oh it's all right going into the actual deadlift um which is always going to be a tough one uh we had gotten up to comp weight for a couple reps here
1: yeah
0: yeah but it was always tough (laughs) megan's got a very strong deadlift from a higher starting position, so if it's a silver dollar deadlift, yeah. a wagon wheel deadlift, um, anything along those lines, fantastic, but from the floor, you know, Megan's tall, and Megan's probably walking around a full head taller than most of the girls in the under-82 class. Oh my god, <laughs> right. I
1: was, I was, no matter than the the tallest and thinnest in my weight class, yeah. all of those girls, they would have been probably height-wise of under-72, under-73 or under-64, Yeah. they were just
0: boxes, boxes. Yeah and and i yeah. guess any strength sport where there's weight classes yeah. you want to maximize how much muscle you have for that weight class so if you're super tall you're you're wet wasting uh, or allocating yeah. body weight of just bones and tissue other than muscle, so blood and everything <laughs> like that's right? It's just yeah. more weight to be to be taller. Yeah. So usually at a high level comp, you'll see these weight divisions start to get shorter and just stockier, right? Yeah. So Megan, um, you know, did very well for being, you know, basically a full head taller than everybody <laughs> oh, well. in her division.
1: Um, <laughs> I was. I was actually really surprised. I saw these women and I thought, oh, maybe there's a there's a lot of under 64s here today. Yeah. But they're all in my weight class.
0: Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So, you know, how do you feel about, you know, putting on an extra 15 kilos and going up to the opens then?
1: No way! <laughs> I love, actually, I've never been this big in my life. Yeah. I think when I started strongman, I was probably about 78 kilos. 78? 78, think You were
0: a little less, yeah. Because you're only like a couple kilos over the 73s. You were like 75, 76? 75, 76, 75, 76 yeah. on yeah. a lean day. Yeah.
1: But now I sit at about 84 and then I cut to 82. Mm hmm. Eighty four is good.
0: Small cut, and you get some of these girls that were doing that are uh, you know a head shorter than you, doing bigger weight cuts than that.
1: Oh, massive! Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't really like to cut. I'm I'm I can get massive amounts of food in, and I can enjoy myself uh, sitting at eighty four. And I think that's. I don't really like that part of the sorry strength sports of having to do that ridiculous cut, and I just I don't think it's healthy, I don't think it's, it's right. Yeah, it's not
0: healthy, and no. it can be dangerous. Um, yeah. People have severely hurt themselves, um, yeah. end up in hospital people from doing weight class. People sometimes- do know There was a, there? A, a Muay Thai girl, I think, died yeah. trying to do it, right? So, um, and, and, but that's what you're going to struggle with when you're doing weight class, is that people are going to try to game the system and lose as much weight as possible before the weigh-in. Now, the problem with strongman mm. and, and a lot of the palatine federations is 24-hour weigh-in, which means mm. you do technically have time to rehydrate, get an IV drip, something like yeah. that, right? Eat some food. Um, what the IPF in powerlifting actually does right is a two-hour weigh-in. Yeah. You weigh in two hours before your comp, which means you might cut half a kilo, but you're not cutting five kilos, yeah. do you know what I mean? Which is a huge difference. And again, it's that payoff. If you drop 10% of your body weight mm. during a drastic water cut and then rehydrate it uh, 24 hours later, mm. do you lose Five uh, percent performance, ten percent performance—is yeah. it worth it versus not having that extra muscle mass and doing a much smaller weight cut? It really yeah. comes down to the individual preferences of the um, of the athlete. But in terms of safety, I agree. I think that um, oh, big what big weight cuts are are, are not good. They're not beneficial, um, really. No. And if you're able to do a two-hour weigh-in, it, you know people—you'd be seeing people compete in a more realistic weight class.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I I did my first weigh-in it was eighty-three point five. When I was there, mm-hmm. and I didn't really, I didn't cut at all coming over because you know you're travelling in that you can't yeah. you can't just not. So I did a little um, steam bath um, because everything's shut. I couldn't go to a sauna or anything. Yeah. Um, and then within an hour or a bit, two hours, I, I got under there, but um, I it's a bit like me on the leg press. You know how I get really vulnerable because it takes me to a place where I don't like. Yeah. When I cut, even if it's just for a little bit, even if it's for one kilo, yep. I get in a very vulnerable state. Right. And I couldn't imagine competing two hours after that. No. No way.
0: Yeah.
1: I get, I turn in a bit of Well, salt. that's because
0: people should be turning up at the correct weight. That's the whole point of the two-hour weigh-in is that, you know, it's not really to do a big cut. Yeah,
1: all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Safety. Um, all right. So that's, that's one of the options. Anyhow, going into event three, you're yep. feeling a little winded from the farmers. It's the actual... Deadlift. So it was. It was pretty cool. It was an axle. It was these big hammer tires. But you were standing on a raised platform, so the barbell was still at normal deadlift height, even okay. though you had cool big tires on.
1: It was so far down. It was so far down. It was, so it was down. just
0: a normal deadlift height. It <laughs> Feels like a long way down when you're used to pulling from your. From I'm
1: not. those videos, and and you know how we'd be doing a lot of hinging work. Yeah. Like, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. That. All, all I did was just pull it up with yeah. my back. Yeah. And that's why it was so slow coming up. Yeah. I only did three.
0: 3, which was still a PB.
1: And it was disgusting form.
0: It was not great form, but it was still a PB, right? So going into event 3, or 3 events in, PB on the Viking Press, PB distance um, Mm. for the farmers, and PB on reps for the axle deadlift.
1: But when you put this video in, two girls behind me, you'll be able to see someone named Kimberly Dirks, and she's a bit shorter than me. But her technique was unreal. Yeah. Make sure you put that in there. All right. Because that's, I watched her a lot. Just yeah. trying to
0: yeah. be more Again, like her. these short girls, they're basically pulling from my kneecaps anyway, right? So you're pulling from your ankles because you're so tall. Yeah, right? you felt like that. Uh, um, then we moved on to the sandbag medley. Three, four sandbags. Four
1: sandbags, it was, right? Yeah, it was four. Yeah, yeah it was four. It, it was going to be five, but they scrapped the, the lightest one.
0: Yeah, so what were the four weights that you had to do? Do you recall?
1: Oh, I don't recall. I do recall the third one um, lifting that many, many, many times at training before.
0: And you've done the fourth one in training as well. Uh,
1: did so I do any of that on the day? No.
0: No. So, you, you, so in training you had done the weights of all four. Yeah. Um, all four bags on comp day you only got through two, and I'm getting inundated with messages from people that don't know that I am not actually there. Like, how come you only lifted two? Was it just was it tactical? Was it strategic? <laughs> It's mainly Fiona. It's mainly for you, Fiona. You it up my damn oh, phone. Oh, just because Fiona worries oh, no. about me. She was, was it, she like, I don't know, is it strategic? Like, she just trying to save energy for day two because she's already made top ten. I'm like, I just, I'm just not gonna reply. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Oh, um, oh yeah, right? mystery. So, uh, basically, it was just gas tank. You just didn't have the energy yeah. to 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 put po- put them up. You
1: know? And um, um, it's coming out of that one. I it was I was really really exhausted, and I said to myself, "Whoa." She'll get out of me. And she goes, so, um, it's 10 o'clock at
0: night. Yeah. And what time did you start? I um, it was uh, 10 in the morning. So 12 hours hanging around the competition floor. It's 12 yeah. hours, 4 events spread out over 12 hours. It's a long day. And to be honest, even though you're eating food and that, because you're competing, it's not like you're not fueling yourself no. as optimally as what you would be if you're just going to the gym the next day yeah. or you're going in fresh for the first event. Um, and that's not even including getting up earlier, showering, having breakfast. Like, it's a long day, 12 hours. So oh, I think nice I'm watching bit. it going, all right, um, probably just general fatigue, not used to, even though you're used to doing three, four exercises in a session, mm. um, which might only be two or three hours, um, just by the pure length of the day of competition, it looks quite taxing. Oh, definitely.
1: And um, in warm, warm-ups as well, warm-ups are a tough. I've never been in a competition where you kind of had to, fight your way in to warm up on that equipment. Right. Like there's a lot of people warming up. Yeah. And um, they had to put a limit on it. So if you're, there's only two weight classes warming up and then once they're up to perform, the next weight class can come in.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, if you were shy and quiet and you stood back waiting for someone to give you the equipment, it wasn't going to happen.
0: Correct. Yeah, you had yeah. to actually get in there and advocate yeah, yeah, for you yourself. Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, so, day one's finished. Going oh thank into, God! Now it would have been that would have been done over two days originally Friday yeah. and Saturday, but it was yeah. all squished into the Saturday. Yeah. Top ten make finals. Yes. You finish day one in sixth place. Yeah,
1: I was sixth
0: then. Sixth place. So
1: yeah.
0: Mina's now officially in the top ten strongest women in the world. She's gone to finals, which is day two, which is going to be three events. You have a car walk. Yes. Basically, car walk you can do with straps or a yoke. band. this is a yes. yoke car walk, so one bar across the shoulders, picking up a car frame. Then was a circus dumbbell medley, it was four circus dumbbells yes. in increasing weights, and then Atlas Stones, six Atlas Stones? Six. Six Atlas Stones, increasing weights. Um, decreasing heights, increasing weights. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how did you feel? How did you feel waking up on day two? Were you feeling sore from day one? Were you feeling just tired from day one? Did you feel fine? Like what was it like on day two of this big international competition? Do you, know, do you know how many hours of sleep I got that night? <laughs> for like two? How many hours? You One hour? One yeah. hour. When Megan and I were over east um, in Brisbane for ASMS Australia's Strongest Middleweight Series uh, it's like we went to bed at like 10 or 10.30 <laughs> and then the lights come on at like midnight fuck this, I can't sleep. And so then just turns the TV on and then uh, and then I'm like, hey, I, know it's, I know it's like um, you're, you're not tired, it's funny how to sleep, but if you had the TV on, like, you're definitely not going to get to sleep. So do you reckon we could maybe just Try to go to sleep, and you're like, you're like, oh fine, I know red and hurt, red and... the bush. No, boom, more stern than that. I was like, Oh, what?
1: Well, Daddy coach is being stern. <laughs>
0: well, you need to get some sleep. Competing on day two, you need to sleep. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so you only get about one hour of sleep. So was that nerves, or was that just like everything? which again, if you're Any. not used to lifting really heavy, and I had the same thing um, when I did Australia's Strongest Man back in twenty eleven. It was a two day comp, and after day one. It was three events day one, four events day two, and I was obviously a little tired because you've lifted maximally three mm-hmm. times that day. But for me, I wasn't super nervous thinking about day two. It was more I get like the, like the central nervous system jitters like after lifting mm-hmm. really heavy, like almost like the shakes. So mm-hmm. we're like lying in bed and just like, everything is just elevated. Like the central nervous system is elevated, yeah. you know? And so and that's the, what I struggled with. a like. high? I don't think it was a high. I, mean, I don't know if it was a high, I think my brain was overstimulated oh, okay. from the, well, my central nervous system was overstimulated from just okay. that and maybe the experience over just okay. in general. I get a high
1: from, I get a natural high from lifting heavy weights. Yeah.
0: It was different. Like when I was doing a bit of running and you get yeah. like a big endorphin sort of pump yeah. afterwards, like it didn't feel like that. It just felt like jittery, like wired almost, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, probably a lot like that. Yeah. I spent a bit trying to sleep, like you said, I remember what you said. But then I, I needed to get out and walk, so I walked, I walked around the whole hotel. Okay. I discovered all the places that said employees only, and I walked in there and I checked out everything at like 1am in the morning. Yeah, you need towels? Yeah. Oh, I know where to get towels at the Hilton, or yeah. right, you go through this door. <laughs>
0: um, but I, in the
1: morning I felt, yeah, I felt exhausted.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, when you're so exhausted, the backy rivals hurt. Yeah. It just hurts. Yeah. But, you know, you just push through it because you're an athlete.
0: You've got to push through it because you've got three events and yeah. you're the top 10 strongest women in the world, right? Yeah. No slouches in there.
1: No, and you know I loved I loved the, the the buffet breakfast at the Hilton. Oh, was it good? I woke up just for that every day. Buffet it breakfast, it was amazing.
0: A, a potentially one of my favorite things about holidays.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: it's it's like yeah we're someplace new and exciting but like buffet breakfast. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 All right, so good buffet breakfast. Good buffet breakfast. Then we head down to the competition. Well, you head down to the competition floor. Event one: the car walk. Now the car walk was two hundred and ninety five kilo car. That's uh, what they said. Yes. And in training, we managed to go the full 295 for the full 15 metres or yep. 50 feet. Um but you know, class you know, at I did, I did the
1: 300. Yeah. That, that was, was a yoke, not a car. That was a yoke. Yeah. So I the mean,
0: difference between a yoke and a car, obviously, is your weight distribution is going to be pushed out a lot longer on a car. Yeah. So it's going to feel less stable. Whereas a yoke is more compact. Um, also, if you have a yoke that goes up a lot, yeah. you're in the centre of gravity. Whereas if you have a car and it's all low, it's going to you know, wobble potentially I more. Would
1: it make... That big of a difference, for me, to only be able to walk nine feet compared to Fifth, 15, fifteen meters. Yeah,
0: correct. So on, the, I think you got um, six meters out of 15. Six and a half or seven. Out of, it was oh. just under halfway. No, it wasn't. What do you mean? Wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It How was, was, was it?
1: disgusting. I came last in that event. Oof. It was tiny. It was like nine feet. I thought
0: it said six meters on the score sheet, but maybe that was wrong. Maybe
1: it was six feet.
0: Maybe it was six feet.
1: I don't know. It right was, was horrible. Okay. But I set the bar. I set the yoke bit. It was too low.
0: Too low down the back. It's too low. Yeah. I don't know what else. Oh, you did. mean you set you set the whole height too the low. The height too low. Right, so you had to pick it up too too yeah. high, you said. So there's
1: a massive difference between picking up two ninety five and yeah. where it's supposed to be. And if you just got a little bit longer, uh lower, Sorry.
0: Yeah. You're did that
1: up more Oh my god. Yeah. And I don't squat two ninety
0: four. No. So the yoke felt heavy. You're saying. Oh, the so felt real heavy. heavy. It, it didn't
1: feel th- like two ninety four. I can tell you that.
0: How stable did it feel compared to my super awesome uh, car frame uh, scaffolding device?
1: It was very similar to be honest. Yeah? It was very similar. There was, The movement wasn't an issue, the weight was an issue.
0: Okay. So either you were just physically depleted from a heavy first day and yeah. not much sleep, or it was maybe a little bit more than 295. Again, It's a car, Like how they, they it must have taken to like a, a truck stop, it'd be hard to sort of weigh that accurately. Honestly, yeah.
1: it felt more than 294. Okay. Like, it was probably the heaviest thing I've ever tried to put on my shoulders before. All right.
0: So, any number of reasons that was really heavy and just a tough one for you?
1: Oh, mate. I, it, yeah, it was a tough I think it was a tough one for everyone because there was one girl who, um, she made it across, but she had blood pouring out of her nose and there was Ooh. another girl just walking and as she took a step, the two bones in her legs.
0: Yeah. Snapped. Clean break. Yeah, tib, fib, clean break.
1: Yeah, clean break. And that was just... um two two runs before mine so you can yeah. actually there's some pretty cool photos of me up there getting the two <coughs> girls who are coming in after that yeah and i've, I've turned them around so they're not watching because yeah. they're about to step into that very same car yeah i was like turn around girls turn around <laughs> and it's me kind of going but just trying to keep them pumped up and yeah that. and yeah. it was it was <sniffs> horrific because then the um, medic was right next to us yeah and then they, they started "Get the medic!" And then the medic runs <laughs> past, and it was crazy. It really was. And I'm still recovering from seeing um, the log just kind of just smash that guy, Flat that hot fella.
0: Yeah. Yeah, collapse
1: yeah. him underneath,
0: and I, Every now and again whoa. that happens, right? Um, I remember seeing on one of the old World Strongest Man. Um, Videos back when it was on like the European channel on Foxtel, you know, there's some obscure Eurosport <laughs> on, like, on Foxtel back in the like, day. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, like, I remember I had Foxtel, I was on Eurosport as one of those channels, and um, it was hard to find, and uh, it was a yoke. Seems to be yoke is a repeating thing here. It was a yoke and a refrigerator on either side of the yoke. So it was a fridge yoke. Is it the car yoke? Or a yoke? Oh, yolk yolk. okay. And similar thing, a guy snapped his leg doing that one. Um, anyhow, yeah, you you, only got, you didn't you didn't you place tenth out of ten on the car walk, which you know, I'm not I'm not angry, maybe. <laughs> but I'm a little disappointed because yolk is my favorite event. I know it's my that, favorite I, event. I'm just I'm
1: just gonna put it out there that Nevin is very, 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 very good at yolk. And um, lots, I'm
0: lots just fun. not. But, you know, you give them a log, it's a different story. It's true, it's true. Anyhow, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> obviously, very proud of how Megan did on all of the events. Um, so, car walks done. We're into oh. the last two events. Um, one is a ascending weight medley and circus dumbbells, which yes. is just like a giant caveman style dumbbell. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the Atlas stones to finish off. So, in training, um, well, first of all, for the comp, it was four weights. And it was very strange jumps. It was forty, yeah, three, 46, yep. 59, yep. And 60 something. Yeah, it's like how do you go, a like a, a yeah from forty three to forty six or forty eight? Yes. How do you do a five pound a five kilo jump and yeah. then a, a double that to, anyhow? Regardless, in training we had gotten the first two, so the forty three, the yeah. forty eight, um, and you were. These dick away from getting yep. the, uh, the 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 fifty nine kilo so one. Close. So We were like, we'll get got, it on the day. So about here, right, and that was the end of training. So like, all right, it's close. It very well could be there on the day. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't quite there on the day.
1: Can I just say? Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> the monster dumbbell is very different from the circus dumbbell that we used on yes, the day. Yes, absolutely. No one told me. The
0: handles, the handles. Yeah.
1: Were ridiculous. The I don't know what the first one was, maybe eight inches, but then there was a the the second and third were ten inches in diameter.
0: No, well ten inch balls in diameter, the ends. Uh, I
1: don't know, because the, the the grip I got think it's fatter a, and fatter.
0: I think that the grip is meant to be like two and a half inches across.
1: It's like this.
0: It was a big old chunky thick. It's grip. like
1: this. And I have a massive hand. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. And so back there of warming up was the first time I've actually put one of these in my hands. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of going, oh, shit. Right. Oh, man. Anyhow, so
0: and that's the thing, like, we try to get stuff as close as possible. Also, ours is, basically, our monster dumbbell is sort of like a short cutoff of a log, right? It's just cylinder steel that they've put a, um, yeah. a, a bar that you can load weights onto, where these are rounded circus yeah. dumbbells. So, it's, it, you know, you put a round versus a cylinder tube on your shoulder, yeah. it feels completely different as well. But yeah. yeah, but, but just can't afford to buy all the equipment, You so, yeah, You have to deal with what we have.
1: Okay, I think if we were to do a, a master dumbbell again in the future, I would purchase some with the the wider grip.
0: Yeah, just, just to, to get, get that blade. experience. Because yeah. that
1: that threw me off. Because you don't even hold it in the rice. You you have to hold it more. Like this on his shoulder because yeah. you can't hold it like that. Right. Because you can't put your hand around it. Right, so you've right. got to be more underneath it. Okay. And it's a completely different angle. Anyhow, so for the first Very time, unprepared.
0: first time tackling, not, unpre- not un- unprepared, just like, you know, inexperienced with it. Yeah. Still right. prepared well. Um, so, all right, so you got the first two, couldn't get the third one, but that is, again, on par with what we had done in training, so still a good result there. It was not underperforming. You know, if you would only get the first one. I would say maybe that would be underperforming. Okay. But you, you got both of what we got in training. Didn't quite get the third one. That's, it's you're are a lot
1: kinder to me than I am to me.
0: Well, that's why you're a champion. <laughs> um, then, uh, finished off with the Atlas Stones. And you've been practicing your one motions. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah? You want to tell everyone what a, one, what a single motion is on a stone?
1: Well, you just, I guess you just pick it up and you just put it on the, the platform without having to rest it on your, your lap and... And re-grip, right? Yes, yes. So, you so kinda, it's like the same motion as a log. You just pick it up so and you thrust. And yeah. So I, 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 I was taught how to do that a few weeks out, and never in a million years did I think I would step up and do four out of the six as one motion. Single motion, four I was out just of six. Like, this is for the time where all those short women. All oh, you short bitches, watch this because it was so easy for me to just go like that, and then I just. Um, I just ran out of time. I've got the very last one, and that would have been a PB for me. That's one thirty four. I've only done a one thirty in comp.
0: Yeah.
1: And and got got the one thirty on my lap, and then the time ran out.
0: Time ran out, and you so you got a fifth. Um, what was the first weight? Do you recall? Like ninety or eighty? Something. And it was basically even jumps all the way up through to one thirty five, which is which is great. Um, so you got five out of the six on the Atlas stones. Yeah. And you lapped the final one, but just ran out of time. Oh, I was
1: ready to, p- just ran out of time. Yeah. I lost some time on the fifth one, because the fifth Atlas stone was stuck to the ground with tacky. <laughs> with tacky. I couldn't lift it off the ground. And it was stu- I was just going to bring the mat with the it.
0: The fourth the fourth stone, you lost a bit of time as well, because you yeah. single motioned it, but you hit the yeah. It took a couple seconds to yeah. roll it on top. Um, but again, I think fantastic effort. Five out of the six. Oh, it was my favourite And one. on par with, a, with a getting a PB, just ran out of time a little bit on the last one. Yeah. So, all in all, after seven events, two days, a hurricane, traveling to the other side of the world, and one of these girls were local, US girls, right? you yeah. traveled literally as far away as you could have gone to this comp. It
1: was 36 hours to get there.
0: Yeah, uh, and you placed seventh in the world, yeah. which is a fantastic achievement, I think.
1: Yeah, I was pretty happy with that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I mean, maybe I could have come six, But there was a big jump between 5th and 6th. Yeah,
0: from what it it seemed like was the top 5 girls were definitely ahead of the pack. Oh, yeah. Then there was like 6th, 7th and 8th. Was it 3 of you? 6th, 7th, 8th were like their own little middle pack. And then there was another big jump to the rest of the pack. And so, yeah, um, I think 7th place in the world is phenomenal.
1: I mean, these weights were really heavy because there was a lot of, I'd say probably a third of my group, no representative a lot of the stuff yeah there are a lot of zeros mm. for and i'd be interested to
0: to know in the top 10 how yeah. many were first timers at osg because we know that um donna moore is a three-time champion yeah. 90est is a champion like they have that experience there as well and this yeah. is your first time and to come seventh is pretty awesome i think
1: yeah well the girl the the lady bailey who came, she's from the state. she came sixth it was mm. her first time as well yeah so we kind of She looked after me she's from america and she didn't have to travel crazy amounts yeah but uh yeah she looked after me it was good very nice hi bailey
0: (laughs) if you're watching thank you Bailey. thanks bailey um then and again what we're about to tell you next is not any making it of an excuse but it makes things things even more impressive Mm. is that the next very next day you, you tested positive for covid and you were then bedridden in Miami for two days, more or less. Three days, three I remember days. that's
1: my hotel room.
0: Had all the stuff planned. Did you end
1: up going to the basketball game? No, my sister oh. went to the NBA.
0: Megan, having a staunch background in basketball, was very excited to go watch an NBA game in Miami. Um, but like I said, Tessa positive the day after it was bedridden, three days in a, um, in a hotel, didn't even get to go to the NBA. So I think you know, that does explain a little bit of why there was that extra fatigue in the sandbag, a little bit less recovery between days um, to be, you know, testing positive um, the day after the comp and then being hit quite hard with it. And it
1: was a very strong positive. I mean, yeah, there were indicators during the day or during the weekend that I thought, maybe that could have been COVID, but I just didn't want to think it. I just thought maybe the aircon was really cold. That's why I was rugged up the whole time and thought maybe I'd winded myself and that's why I couldn't breathe properly, um, but I never once did I think that I had COVID. Yeah. I just think it was like, please don't have COVID. Right. So then I tested on Monday and it, within seconds it came up so strong. And um, my sister was like, well, you've probably had this for days now. Yeah,
0: because it's got to incubate and, yeah. and get there to where it tests positive. So, and there you go, again, not an excuse because champions don't make excuses, no. um, but makes it even more impressive to finish seventh in the world while testing positive for COVID directly after the competition. Um,
1: Yeah. Pretty awesome. And that was the start of hell.
0: Yeah. No. Well...
1: Which I'm still not over yet. I've still got long COVID now, so... Yeah. Cheers.
0: I would like you to tell everyone as well, because when, you know, I was in touch with you, I was like, I'm really excited to, you know, see your medal and all (laughs) this cool stuff that you got for getting seventh in the world. And then you say, I don't have my medal anymore. What
1: what, would happen there, Megan? We hired a car from Daytona Beach and we we're going to drive to Miami and I've just left my medal in my laptop bag in the car hire office. I mean, the in, medal...
0: In, in, in where? Four
1: hours away in Daytona in Beach. In Daytona Beach
0: and you're in Miami Yeah, now. we didn't realise
1: it. I mean, it was okay. I, I knew the medal. I'm sure I'll be able to get a replacement medal, but oh, what bothered me was that I left all my school reports in that laptop bag. And do you think I did a backup anywhere? Do you think I emailed it to myself? No, all the originals were on there. But luckily, luckily, got it back. So another athlete was still there. Ellie, she um, was in opens. She was hanging around there for an f- extra few days and she I mean, took it back to Sydney and then uh, express posted it back to me. Yeah, my reports were late, but I had a really good excuse. That's right.
0: <laughs> left them on the other side of the, of the And then plane. I left
1: my passport on the plane. And you know, it's just usual, yeah. okay. usual stuff for me, though.
0: Okay. It's what makes things more exciting.
1: What when you travel with me? Yes. There was this time at Miami where I woke up and I, it looked like someone had been murdered in my bed, but because I was so out of it and sleeping twenty three hours twenty four hours a day, um, I had fallen asleep eating red velvet cake, and I <laughs> rolled it in my sweaty cell all through the sheets, and it just went everywhere. And I mustn't I must have fallen asleep before chewing because it was all in my teeth, and it was all through the bed, and it was all through my well. hair. I just good. sweat and slept for three days, yeah. that's all I did, that was my Miami. Yeah. yeah.
0: Alright, so anyhow, I guess good news is she does have her, her seventh place, you know, top ten final get back. medal and back, which is awesome. I did get So it thank you for Ellie for, for bringing that back to Australia, Ellie, and you're then a express posting it back to you, it was very <laughs> cool. Um, so I guess fi- final thoughts. Um, how do you think the comp went are you happy with how you went personally all things considered is this something that you want to try to do again soon you know give us the rundown
1: well, i think if you ask me in a month's time once maybe i'm recovered properly yeah i'd love to do it again but at that point i would never i i don't ever want to get on a plane again <laughs> it's a long trip it's just that with that COVID and, and, like I was really sick on the plane coming back, it was 16 hours to be sick. I was sick in very many ways that I'm not going to get into. Um, there was at least one time on the holiday, because we, we went to New Orleans after Miami, and then I could only plan one outing a day of two hours, and I was really pushing myself. Like there was, I, My eyes couldn't focus, and I wanted to pass out at all times. But I didn't want to let my sister down, because she'd come for this great holiday together. And, yeah, I didn't want to ruin it. So, um, to be honest, when I was when I was buying my ticket to Melbourne for the AS International, and it's only a three-hour uh, three flight, but I'm like, oh, I really don't want to get on a plane again. And to be honest, unless I change my mind in the next month, I'm okay not going again next year.
0: All right, so travel aside, travel <laughs> aside, um, you know,
1: the comp was amazing. Comp was amazing. Like, I've never seen a comp run like that before. It was next level. Yeah. Next level. And um, for to do what they did and to put day one and day two into one day.
0: Yeah.
1: Crazy. And yeah, there were some hiccups, but no one would have known there were hiccups because no one saw it. There were it was all kind of backstage, like they had some issue with the car and that, but um, Lynn, the guy who runs the joint he's been running it for years. Just really calm, softly spoken, just onto it. Everyone respects him so much. So the people who help him, like it just runs like it's just perfect. Yeah. It's just really well run, so professional. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I loved every moment of it.
0: And so, all right. So you love the comp, fantastic the comp. experience. Yep. Amazing to see just the scale of it all and the level of competition there.
1: Oh, it's next level.
0: Um, you know. If you come around to the idea of travelling again, you'd definitely be keen to go to another one.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be definitely keen. I think I get another invite because I've made top ten. Oh, top ten get So sorry, I think I get an invite anyway. Ooh! But um, I'm gonna have to think about this one because I had to take time off work. And because as a school teacher, you don't get extra holidays other than the school holidays. Right. So I had to take uh, leave without pay. So, um, that was fun. Yeah. And I don't I just have to prepare better next time. I don't know. Ask me in a month and I might change okay. my mind.
0: And then um, what are your thoughts on your performance? Are you happy with seventh? Um, no. Hey <laughs> <pay> now. <down.
1: laughs> I wanted a win. I wanted that, um, that big gold oh, the bell belt that you were going to belt.
0: make Is that
1: what I get you? Yeah. But uh, you, did, you did put into perspective, um, even though I come seventh, the big gap between sixth and seventh no. and First and fifth. Yeah. You you know, that is, yeah, I'm strong, but there's a whole different, sorry, there's a whole different football.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not there. And I don't know if I'm going to be there because, you know, I'm old. Is it possible for me to get there? I think
0: hormonally. Oh, great. No, 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 I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying. That in all re, being realistic, yeah, at 39, yeah. you're not in peak physical, um, no, no, that, right? Yeah, right? People yeah. start to decline into yeah. their, into their yeah. 30s, right? But you've still gotten stronger every single year, so I think that's just out of spite. It could be <laughs> out of spite. Well, I think, though, is with the correct training. and Look at my dad, for an example, he's 75, yeah, yeah, he is literally the strongest he's ever been on. on oh, he benched yeah. 107 and a half kilos oh. at, at 75 years old at 70 years old he could barely bench 45 kilos right yeah. so
1: mindset coach everything so like i think
0: yeah. mindset nutrition yeah discipline training yeah. recovery there's all these things that there's no reason why you can't keep getting stronger yeah right um i guess it all comes down to time do you have enough time to get to the that top top echelon of podium and is it something that you want to do because like you said there's a financial cost to it there's a huge time cost there's a social cost. You're not going out and hanging out with friends on the weekend. Yeah. There is yeah. a, probably a health cost to your. You know, it's always great, and we always preach. You know, being strong is always a good thing. But when you're putting and throwing hundreds of kilos around, you know, mm-hmm. you are training at an increased risk of injury. There can be long term injuries as well, right? Yeah. So there are a lot of costs associated um, with continue to train and to try to be the very, very best in the world. So it's interesting, you know, it's something that you get to think about what you want.
1: When I was there, I don't know if it was just the COVID talking as well, but when I was there surrounded by the world's strongest people, like there was nothing in me that was going, I want to be the best, I want to beat all these people. But, you know, maybe because I was feeling a bit low because of COVID. But. nothing really screamed at me as to I want to do this, I want to be the best, this is where I want to go and I'll do anything to get there. Right. I'm glad I had that opportunity. And it's still Um, seventh
0: in the world being, it's still phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's not like eight people rocked up, it's like you had to qualify to get there and you made finals and you still came seventh in the world. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, last question for you. It's probably because um, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: not used to coming 7th. Right. I don't like coming 7th. It feels weird. Feels
0: weird? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: like to step up on that podium. So it up down, it's like a big L. Big yeah. Lose. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I guess, all right, final question. And yep. I'll ask this because I've experienced it before. Um, when I finished playing rugby, or when yep. I just, you know, after I won Australia's strongest, you experienced it after you won um, ASMS, um, is post competition blues. You know, you spend a long time training for something in particular. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like you said, financial s- pressure mm-hmm. and physical strain yeah. and lacking social life and all these things, right, that you sacrifice mm-hmm. to be in the position to go over and compete. Um, and then when you finally do and it all comes to a head and it's like, well, it's over now, like, and now what, like, what, you know, was it worth it? What do I want to do next? Like, you know, all these things can come in and it can get flat for a little while. So I think it was good that you, and it, you had COVID, but you had a bit of time with your sister. You could do some things in the U.S. Do you, know, not worry yep. about strongman training at, at the moment?
1: I am. Um, um, did you experience think, it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've experienced it in the past because, well, I've won. And then it's like, what's next? But going to that, having that opportunity to go to, I guess, that next level. I've I've been able to see what's next, and um, I don't know if it was that appealing. Yeah, I don't know. So now I know where the next step is. All
0: right, and in full disclosure, what about it's not I know, but for the people listening, yeah. what's not what's, what is the thing that would put you off from trying to get to that next level?
1: Um, it's not what would put me off. Right. It's what it gives me back. Right. Because I know I was sick, but. What felt really good when I got home was to walk back into my classroom and see my kids. And the feeling that it gave me, I did not feel that feeling at all in the States. Right. And I feel that feeling after, like, I won Australia's strongest, um, I guess because we were away, I was with my friends, we were lifting heavy stuff, we were enjoying ourselves. I think maybe I'm just looking for more opportunities to just have... I don't know, to be happy and to... I don't think I'm, I'm seeking that competition anymore.
0: Right. It, well, in saying that, you turned around and we started training for another competition already, so there's yeah, still some competitive over there.
1: To, just, everyone, my friends are going to be over there. We're going to have a great weekend. Yeah. I'm going to lift some heavy stuff. I just don't see my purpose as being the strongest in the world. I would like to help other women get into the sport or even just get stronger... Or even just become more empowered, right? And a lot of women do that through strength sports. Absolutely, that is more my purpose. Okay, and that's
0: a great purpose. And there's lots of opportunity for that here as well. You yeah. mean you've inspired heaps of people just in our gym, even just to get in there and start competing, right? So
1: not the men though. I don't know what's happened with the men. Byron, no men want it. Byron,
0: excuse me. <laughs> Byron's out there doing static monsters. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see if maybe I'll put, try to pick my game up and inspire some of the guys. But um, <laughs> but all right, so that's interesting. You know? yeah, so that um, wasn't
1: the answer you expected, right? No. No.
0: No. So I think that's, I think that's good. I think it's important to, um, you know, before the intention is to compete to win... And potentially in the future, that might be the same, but it also might be to inspire, to teach, to just have a good time, which is yeah. all perfectly legitimate reasons to get out there and train hard and to compete. I mean, you
1: know, I wanted to seek opportunities, yeah. Um, and now I've had all these opportunities. It, it's great that I've experienced them, but maybe I want to look at other opportunities now. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure really. Yeah.
0: Well, I think time will tell.
1: I think I've got a lot of making up to do. I've got a lot of making up to do, because. Like as an athlete for all my life, but I really messed around when I was in my late teens, and my early twenties, and I I really m- missed out on the opportunities that I could have had right. when I was in my peak f- physical, you know, yeah. state. And I didn't really take advantage of that. Made some interesting decisions, and now I, I I just want to prove it to myself. So now I've already proved that I've gone to worlds. Do I need to do it again? I'm not sure. Okay.
0: Well, time will tell.
1: Time will tell. Awesome.
0: Oh. Thank you so much for coming on to the Streaming Podcast again. I think oh, it's always a, a pleasure, one. Evan. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and for those of you that are watching uh, for the first time, like, like and subscribe. And if you haven't <laughs> liked and subscribe and you're watching for more than the first time um shame on you like and subscribe um help this channel grow How all right this is, is the seventh sound? strongest woman in the yeah yeah seven strongest woman in the world telling you to like and subscribe okay uh thank you we'll be back next week and uh we'll see you then have a good one
1: see ya